We're back for part Hello. two of our Glee special two-part episode. Ooh, a two-episode <laughs> arc. Ryan Murphy could never. <laughs> yes. Imagine. So, <laughs> um, so this is Gay to Z. I'm Kiva. That's Simon. Our special guest, Eve Bell, is with us to chat about Glee. Icon. Um, commence part two. Were you guys no. in the Glee Club? Even, I, I, was, I was not in oh, the Glee Club. Oh, you weren't in the Glee Club. Oh my I wasn't God. in the oh Glee Club. This was like a, in our local youth club. I want to talk process. about the process. So let's start with Kurt. What's up with him? Just because somebody is obviously queer, mm. that doesn't make the coming out experience any less stressful. That was still, you know, a big moment, you know, for the kids. Yeah. It was like embrace your inner loser or embrace the parts of you that are mm. different. And half the time it felt like it was making fun of that shit and then half the times it felt like it was being really serious which parts were yeah. like Kurt and Blaine have a very special place in my heart I aggressively don't ship Blaine and really oh my God. really don't like them <laughs> one thing I wanted to just quickly say on Kurt that I just adore his dad as a whole yeah they um, have a lot of like, yeah yeah big ally big supporter like fully embraces it a lot of the like homophobia plot lines as well there's like actual homophobia but then there's also Will Schuster we'll come back to Will We'll work on it. I have I have things to say. Dave has many things to say. Oh, Dave Karofsky is the bully. Again, it's like groundbreaking someone can be LGBT and also like bullying the living daylight. It seems to be like all of the negative elements that could come with having a gay character are just put on this one guy. But I do find his character one of the like most interesting characters in like the Glee universe. And I think with Karofsky especially, like it's really obvious that it like all stems from like a lot of like toxic masculinity mm. and internalized homophobia. Obviously it is important to show that there is that side of it. If anything more just upsetting than anything that all of that's put on one character he goes from being probably the most hated character in season two to being like someone who's finally comfortable with themselves and that's just really nice to see and that's what you missed on glee just you said there about like you don't think any other characters have had the, the same kind of um traumas Trauma. or whatever around like their identity or or whatever and yes that is true but um i see i do feel like Santana kind of had like a bit of a journey with coming out and and Defo. like a bit of self-loathing or like taking a long time to kind of accept herself as well and then obviously like you know her um her coming out to her granny and her not accepting her, her and that kind of stuff so mm-hmm. that's a good yeah. segue to move on to Santana it was, Santana it was yeah because she goes from this really interesting, like, internalized mm. homophobia mm. to coming out to then being really biphobic to then ultimately marrying a bi woman. Um, Ugh, and it's yeah. all really confusing. Um, yeah. But she definitely does struggle a lot mm-hmm. um, on her journey, obviously, because um, she is in love with Brittany, who is a bi woman. Mm-hmm. I will talk about that more after. But um, <laughs> she's in love with Brittany and she gets outed um, on yeah. TV in a really weird political campaign article as like a lesbian cheerleader, progressive left agenda for Sue Sylvester, who's yeah, the yeah. cheerleader or whatever. Um, but she obviously reacts really badly to, to that. But her parents support her i think like her mum is very supportive mm. um her grandmother is not and that's like mm-hmm. a big source of like trauma and sadness for mm. her i think yeah um, definitely. but she like her issues with britney are very interesting as well because she has like her and britney kind of break up and get back together and break up and get back together and that and it ends up compounding into like very biphobic thinking for mm. Santana which she ultimately kind of comes around from but like that's like a whole arc for like a whole season of her just being like 
there's one line where she says to you know she's like i don't want a girlfriend who might end up straying for penis yeah yeah like that kind of was quite disappointing but i don't know if it's like disappointing from a writing perspective or or like you know it probably is kind of realistic at the same time Mm. that for like you know like within the queer, queer community I don't even think I think the handling of bisexuality is quite terrible yes Um, I agree because Brittany like when she's discussed by Santana as like the whole string for penis thing or Mm -hmm. she's like I want to date a lesbian girl like and she's she makes a couple of comments like that she's like I'm dating like fully sapphic girls yeah yeah yeah. like very Mm -hmm. like she makes a couple of comments like that and it's not seen as offensive like the way it's portrayed it's not really seen as like that's santana being horrible like it's like the straying for penis comment is like very much played off as like a joke that people are supposed to laugh at in, Mm -hmm. in the way it's delivered and i'm like very a uh, Britney as well like her whole character main character trait is that she's a bit she's a bit silly she's a bit mm. like kind of airy fairy and comes out with weird stuff and I feel like to sort of throw the only bisexual like there's so many gay people in this entire show and there's only one bisexual person yeah. and yeah. it happens to be the whole the person whose like whole personality is that she just doesn't seem to have enough What's going on, logical like, thought to make an actual decision and that's yeah, kind of played off. So, yeah. Which is a bit yeah. dodgy, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, like, oh God. See, w- with, like, say, like, Santana and then uh, Demi, Lo- friend of the pod, Demi Lovato's character, Danny, who played um, Santana's girlfriend, like, she makes a similar by kind of biphobic comments. And then there's also um, the bit where Blaine is kind of like, questioning yeah. whether he mm-hmm. might be bi and he like is going to go on a date with Rachel and Kirk is like being really homophobic or biphobic about it like he literally mm. said something like bisexual just a word that um gay high school boys use like when they, they don't want to come out of the closet yet or something, something like yeah. that yeah and he calls so like, Rachel like a hag uh, like he's like you're the in next in a long line of like theater women who are in love with gay men and whatever and like he's just so rude about yeah, it to everyone. Yeah. and rachel's yeah. like literally she's like oh like he's really nice i just want to see where it goes and kurt is like this cannot happen like, mm-hmm. that kind of like way, obviously because so. he's jealous and stuff as well like yeah you know so there's layers there but i feel like you know so first of all um having like those different like moments or like comments and stuff that are like quite biphobic from and like so yeah all of those examples are like queer characters as well which is interesting like so it's not that's like unrealistic because that does happen a lot but it's just the fact that like the show kind of only really like there's no kind of counter like positive talk around bisexuality or or positive representations of bisexuality really so that's why it's kind of like if you had that but then you also had like a whole arc of being like actually nobody comes out as whatever yeah like yeah no no one's mm -hmm. like i am bisexual here like this is me like there's none of that and it's literally Mm -hmm. like the the whole narrative seems to be that like bi people just don't care enough to make a decision or like yeah. they're, just, they're, like, they're mm-hmm. just dating whoever at the time and mm. those are very real stereotypes yeah, that literally. exist in real life for bi people and they're very frustrating to deal with especially in like dating situations like you know if you're if you're with somebody and you reveal that you are bisexual those are very real conversations that you tend to have to have over and over again Mm. so for glee to kind of because i feel like i would go as far as to say that it perpetuates those like it it doesn't say them in a way of like this is us dealing with biphobia this is us dealing with bisexuality that is the position they kind of take on bisexuality yeah Yeah. which Which kind of like just mm. says to me that like ryan murphy probably like kind of has those attitudes and like you know i mean he's an older gay man yeah like like not the stereotype no but but like you know because like yeah kind of back in his day when he was a young man 
it definitely would have been like very much those were like the stereotypes and people probably didn't really like talk about bisexuality in the way that we do now do you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. so yeah um yeah we don't stand that at all yeah um to be fair though kind of Blaine's kind of reaction to Kurt making those comments is like maybe one of the only kind of moments of like like because he's kind of like um he's just kind of like wow I'm like surprised like of all people that you're going to be judgmental about like you know how I'm expressing my sexuality or or blah 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 like and he kind of but then you know like not properly because it's not like he then does come out as bi or anything or I don't know yeah because at the end of the episode isn't he like uh no I'm gay I'm definitely gay like that was like an experimental thing which is like uh. and like it which kind of feeds in to what Kurt is saying like yeah, Kurt it's kind of it's just something that lets you get out of your system <laughs> and yeah. Lane is like yeah you were really biphobic but you were right it was something I just needed to get out of my system yeah, like, yeah. so it's like oh, disaster not good yeah yeah although so like yeah Santana Ooh. what no, I was going to ask a question, but I answered it in my head already. Oh. Um, that, I didn't, <laughs> what was it? I was going to be like, does Quinn count as a bisexual character? But she like actively, because you know her and Santana have like a fling yeah. at the wedding. But I, she actively yeah. I think, says in the bed afterwards, she's like, this was more like a one-time kind of thing for me, which again, maybe feeds into that narrative we've just Yeah, literally, well. yeah, I forgot about yeah. that. That's like pure that Quinn- as well is an extremely queer coded character like the Mm -hmm. whole way through and i feel like that was like a fan service moment of like quinn Mm -hmm. having her little like gay experience but didn't they Um, she said like oh this is a one-time thing but then it did happen a few times they do it again yeah no so it's like like, they're in that's the catastrophic wedding episode where everybody (laughs) sleeps with everybody and it's a mess but Quinn like like they sleep together and yeah. like they're friends and then they sleep together and Quinn's like I think that was great but that was like probably a one time thing for me and then Santana's like maybe a two time thing and then they do it again yeah, and they just, um, yeah. but like that doesn't feel straight to me I don't know no. <laughs> like that, mm, I don't know about that one um, yeah. but, bro is yeah. it gay to suck pussy um, <laughs> oh my god <laughs> sorry <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, so oh my God. Um, Santana, though, like as um, a like, out lesbian on a, on a TV show, like, you know, once she, once she was out or whatever, definitely was very like not something that you kind of ever really saw um, mm-hmm. on TV at the time, you know, especially for young people and especially like it being an actual like well-rounded character um, rather than just like, you know, like I feel like growing up any kind of lesbians I saw in like TV or film was either like, um, was just like different like stereotypes or like was something that was there like to be like, oh, this is so sexy for, like, the men mm-hmm. in whatever film, TV show or whatever we're watching. Herself like, and we're Brittany purely both, sexualized. Yeah, they're both femmes as well, which is, like, quite interesting. Because, yeah, like, yeah. if they had going to be playing into it in the, like, very stereotypical way, like, that was something that, like, people also weren't really used to seeing. Like, yeah. a lot of people would have been like, wait, no, that's not what this is supposed to look mm-hmm. like. And it's like, well, no, mm-hmm. actually, that is the reality a lot of the time for couples and stuff it happens that way but it's like an interesting like i don't know and again like there are times where like santana and britney are like very happy and have nice experiences and yeah. like very wholesome They're quite sweet and cute stuff yeah mm-hmm. yeah i'm like they get married at the end the big double gay wedding yeah. yeah, which I'm really out about. And I'm like, low key, another reason I don't like Clay and they stole the lesbian's wedding. That was so rude, in my opinion. Momentous I feel like they were, they were engaged first, weren't they? They got engaged yeah, first. Yeah, but it was, it was literally like, did Santana and Brittany not like pay for that wedding? Like, sorted all the guests, like, did all the planning, and then Clay and were just like, hey, I think we're all so. Yeah, I think you're right. 
which I think is weird. Like, like. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so I just like was looking at a wee article uh, from the BBC actually, and I think it came out whenever um, Naya Rivera passed away, um, and it was just kind of like different queer women talking about like how, what like Santana meant to them, you know, when they were younger, like as a kind of um, representation of lesbians and blah, blah, blah. Um, so like there's one girl saying, at the time there wasn't really anything at all on TV, especially queer women. I never saw any lesbian characters really on TV that, TV that weren't the butt of a joke or where they weren't some sort of ne- uh, home wrecker or something negative. So like uh, friends, you know, what do you call her? Mm. Susan, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's kind of talking about like, obviously now like um, having like straight actors play gay characters is like something that's like, um, there's a lot of discourse around and like, you know, probably wouldn't be as, would be kind of frowned upon or whatever. But at the time, like, um, you know, I guess that wasn't like as much of a conversation and um, like it did more good than than it did bad is what these people say. There's a really um, representation, you know, yeah. Sorry, what? I saw a TikTok and like, I don't know, this might need to be fact checked, but um, I saw a TikTok <laughs> a while ago and I think this might've been before Naya Rivera died, but um it was this girl and she said that she wrote to Naya Rivera to be like, I realized that like I was a lesbian um, when I was in school and watching you on TV like helped me solidify that obviously because mm. you were very sexy and I <laughs> fancied you, but also like seeing you like, you know, lesbian character, whatever. And yeah. apparently Naya Rivera replied, d- didn't like reply with a letter, but just sent a calendar of herself in like underwear and it was like signed. It was like, here you go. You're welcome. Like, <laughs> I've definitely heard that as well. So yeah. even if it isn't true, I like to believe it's true. It's it's like a legend, like an urban legend yeah. of Nairavara being an ally. That's funny. Yeah, no, like, attractive. I mean, you do hear good things about like her kind of as an ally or like, you know, that she mm. kind of it, it always kind of Mm-hmm. Um, said that she was like very proud of like playing that character and blah blah blah, mm. which is nice. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, this other girl was saying, I was 12 or 13, I was so young and I was thinking these things, I was so terrified to say them or ever act on them. Um, and this girl's bisexual, it says, um, it was just a little knock on the door being like, hey, it's okay, what you're feeling is real and it's special. It's not something to feel ashamed or uncomfortable about. Um, That's lovely. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. just thought that was really nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. And and uh, also like saying she, watching Santana thrive and have respect was what showed her it was okay to be gay and be myself. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. That's really nice. That's really nice. I suppose it's like when there isn't that much representation out there, the little bit that is out there, like people really hold on to it because it is totally like that's it. That is probably the first time and maybe Mm. the only time that you're going to see a gay person like on TV or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think like for her to be like a cool, popular, like, beautiful girl like she's a cheerleader and blah 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 like you know those kind of things are quite important too that it's like you know making people feel like okay like you know I can be cool and gay (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah um and then it people kind of go on then mentioning like how she's like a flawed character as well um like as in that that's a good thing because um like a lot of like queer representation will be like um people are kind of sometimes afraid to like write a flawed character that's also gay because it's like oh this person needs to be perfect so that it's like a you don't come across as like I guess homophobic or whatever but it's like they are like human beings do you know what I mean so they're allowed to just like exist and 
have like, like flaws yeah, the same yeah. as like you know any of the other characters whatever does that does that make sense i feel like yeah, no it completely. does because i feel like sometimes if you're showing a gay character you almost have to show them as being like absolutely perfect in every way to show yeah. that like they haven't done anything to bring on yeah. this homophobia <laughs> and I'm a, I'm a bit like they could still be they could be an awful person and it's still not okay to be homophobic like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's kind of the line with Santana because like there are times where she like when Finn outs her like mm-hmm. she's like body shaming him and like calling him names and she's horrible to him and it's still not okay for him to out her yeah. and like yeah, yeah. that's an interesting thing because everyone's like oh well she's being so mean to him and I'm like yeah but it's a different degree of yeah. unacceptable to yeah. bring homophobia into that like there are different ways to shut that down there are different ways to engage he yeah. goes to a homophobic place with it which says more mm-hmm. about him you know and that isn't negated in any way because she's mean like which yeah, she, yeah, she's yeah. like a really nasty character at times like mm-hmm. in terms of bullying and stuff but it's still not okay to be homophobic yeah so yeah, yeah. Yeah, God. Um, she did have some iconic lines though. Oh God, she did. Like she did. <laughs> Just she whenever you were like, she's mean. I was like that thing when she like I can't remember what even the context of it is, but there's definitely a time where she like fully reads down like maybe Rachel and Kurt at the same time in the she hallway. She does, <laughs> and yeah. it's like the, the, the monologue. Like Ryan Murphy is a terrible person, but he writes a bitchy like female monologue very well in my opinion <laughs> I do enjoy them yeah. for my sins I enjoy them even yeah. if that <laughs> oh god yeah um she do know how to read um yeah was there anything else that you wanted to mention about Santana Brittany um Danny as well her relationship with her because like yeah, they, they go on they go on a break don't they that's like the whole thing is like well not a break but her and britney break up because of long distance but it feels quite mature in my opinion i don't know basically i watched a big recap of it all um mm. and it sort of felt like um what happened with clean which is obviously that like Blaine cheated on kurt because kurt was in new york and it was so difficult like santana and britney like managed to like cut that by breaking up because they're aware that like long distance just doesn't work and Santana I think is actually very real in the moment whenever she's like yeah I have this kind of like emotional connection with like a girl in the library and I just I don't think it's fair on either of us to like withhold ourselves from this and I don't know I just I thought their relationship whilst having many problems as well felt sometimes more mature to me than Mm -hmm. um, Kurt and Blaine's and I think that's why I rooted for them a bit more Um, yeah yeah you mean uh, Santana and Brittany? You wrote it for yeah. me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I wrote it for them more than Clean. Um, yeah. Just, it felt like... Yeah. I mean, is it that maybe just the lesser of two evils in Ryan Murphy's work? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't think I have anything else to say about Santana. I like that her arc happens with her abuela where she eventually then comes to her wedding. Oh, yes. yes. The, yeah, that was the other thing um, that we kind of touched on. But yeah, that... Um, for me as someone who has a um, a very homophobic grandparent and that's kind of like like caused issues with like me coming out in like hmm, am I allowed to talk about this um, <laughs> you know like in the sense of like me having to like hide certain parts of my life um mm-hmm. Because, you know, like, a certain family member would be, like, terrified of, of this homophobic grandparent finding out. So, like, even when I was going to write my undergrad dissertation on Angels in America or, um, like, for my MA uh, dissertation as well, um, I was debating between different topics and like you know I had wanted to like write maybe about um something in like queer theater or something like that um and that was kind of like oh but you know such and such is going to be asking about your dissertation and like so like you know just like ugh that just no I I get you that kind of representation um to me was like 
it's a very real part of like yeah experience important to see and and you know quite um upsetting i guess but it's nice that yeah that she had that arc where then like her abuela came to the wedding in the end yeah Sue Sylvester's defining moment in that scene, because Sue Sylvester basically goes to her abuela and it's like, get your shit together. And then the abuela's like, yeah, just goes to the wedding. Yeah. Um, the way Sue, like, ugh, sometimes I'm like, I really stand Sue. And then other times it's like, oh, but she's so terrible. She's horrible to the children. Yeah. But yeah. Like awful. At but times, then other times I'm like, oh, I love you. <laughs> she's a weirdly ferocious gay ally in the later yeah. seasons. To the yeah, point of being really heard. problematic about being oh, a gay ally. <laughs> like she's just like, I am obsessed with the gay oh, love wow. going on here. I will not let anything stand in its way. That's and, like, so funny. She, she gets yeah, shit done, but it's very strange. Isn't she like a massive clean shipper? But it's oh, like, yeah. like it's like a genuine like she has like cardboard cutouts of them. Like it's there's like... A, there's an episode that does like a saw parody where she like traps them in a lift and tells oh them. Oh my to god! Kiss. Tells them and to she's kiss. like the, yeah, she's like the lift doors will open when you kiss. Oh my god, that's um, quite terrifying. Very ethically, <laughs> yeah. sound. Um, and there's like a little saw puppet and everything. Like, <laughs> oh, thing. Wow. And it's just, it, it's very off its rocker in the later seasons. Like it makes absolutely no sense. But yeah, she has this mm-hmm. whole weird obsession with the you know the gay relationships succeeding. Um, oh my god yeah God, I, d- because we're talking about glee like I f- I, this is making me want to like go and and finish it like watch the last couple of seasons because i like kind of before lockdown was it maybe yeah because yeah um i like started watching glee from the start on netflix blah 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 um and i stopped at like um whenever finn dies the quarterback episode yeah, yeah. Um, is that like at the start of season five or? it's halfway through a season um because i think oh. the actor cory monty's i think he passed away like ha- like halfway through a season yeah um, oh, and i think they t- they took a break from recording but then they like had to oh, film yeah. the rest of the season yeah because so yeah. yeah. i remember like yeah i watched that and i just fully was like i need a break for like but that was like a long time ago. So I feel like I'm ready to yeah. go back mm-hmm. now. But it was just like because the next episode was like they were doing like Lady Gaga or, or like maybe not that, but like it, or Ka- maybe mm. it was Katy Perry or something. Katie and it was Gaga. just like, I was like, this is too much right now. Like after that emotional, like. I think when uh, you're binge watching as well, which yeah. I definitely did over lockdown, you get so invested in the characters and then yeah. one of them dies and it's a very weird thing of like oh wait no this person died in real life yeah Um, and you're seeing all these actors like yeah really like and like Leah Michelle who was going out with him at the time they were they were like engaged in real life I feel like he's not in that episode like I think she's not in no, it. No, she till, like, She has like a scene at she the very end. She appears towards the like, end, yeah. And it's like, yeah, but as soon as she came on screen, that all oh, that killed me. Yeah. And like, what was the song she sang to make you feel my love? Oh, just, yeah. fuck me! Yeah. Like, well, Jesus. I just think I know they had to keep going, but I'm like, the ethics of making someone's Them, bereaved uh, fiance do oh, that. I'm just god, like, oh my god. You but know. I feel like they probably would feel like they owed it to the fans and they owed it to yeah. like Finn's the character yeah. to like give him a proper send off and stuff like that. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't God. know. Anyway, sorry. There's just one no, of these no, no. articles I read, um, said, oh, says, um, you could also argue that Sue Sylvester is an honorary lesbian. The tracksuits didn't go unnoticed, Sue. Oh dear. <laughs> I feel like, like that is, fuck? um, <laughs> Because she she dates men. She's very yeah. like she dates several men, and she's very open about being very attracted to men throughout the show. I think but... just because yeah, but <laughs> no, 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 I thought that was say, funny, but but um, she marries a woman because she marries herself. This is true. <laughs> true. Oh my god, this you're is so true. right, Simon. 
<laughs> I oh can't gosh, be the, other, the other bisexual character. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> the representation we need. Oh, yeah. And that's um, how Sue sees it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So moving on um, to the trans representation in Glee as a whole, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, yeah, Eve, I see you shaking your head already. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, with Unique, so I, to be fair, like haven't, I, I feel like Coach Beast doesn't come out until like much uh, later. later, so I haven't seen that. Mm. But Unique, mm. yeah, they, they kind of, there's some very problematic um, storylines with her and like the whole catfishing thing is yeah. so bad. I think um, I I was kind of, you know, I have seen those seasons and I think as a cis person, mm-hmm. I am 100% not qualified to talk about like how mm. that speaks to the trans experience because yeah, yeah. I'm not trans. Um, all I can say is that it very much feeds into very real and very dangerous stereotypes that do affect yeah the trans community mm-hmm. um and i think as as you know as great as it was to have that that representation on the show i almost feel like it um it was it was very negative representation mm. i don't think they paid enough attention to actually making their experiences uh you know well-rounded um unique especially the whole catfishing storyline that is an extremely dangerous yeah. Yeah. stereotype to feed into um yeah i just an um, absolute mess i don't i think it was completely mishandled mm-hmm. um and yeah yeah because i think like what you know when there's like so few trans representations on like tv or, or film or whatever anyway and especially like even more so at that time like doing stuff like that kind of just really does more harm than good. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I think I think yeah. there's a duty of care when you're like mm. capitalizing off of these storylines. Um, there's a certain onus on the on the writers to consult with trans people. Um, I'm not sure if they they did that or not. Yeah, but yeah. like as as far as I know, like just the kind of storylines that were capitalized off of because they were topical um Mm -hmm. and would get people talking um again like very dangerous to trans people um Mm -hmm. and i just don't think that that i think i think it became very obvious at that point if it wasn't blindingly obvious already that like this show was capitalizing off social issues and sometimes those social issues were life and death for people um, yeah, or yeah, were yeah. you know violence uh, involved in those issues and it, it came it it came across very much like that wasn't actually the concern the concern was getting people talking and being controversial mm-hmm. and I'm like okay yeah. well you're actually really negatively affecting you know the, these people who have these real experiences you know mm-hmm. yeah definitely um do yeah. they, um, with, because I, I haven't seen past season three, so I've only ever seen Unique when she was in, like, Vocal Adrenaline. Um, but is it true, because I was talking to my housemate about it, because they've seen all of Glee, that, like, they kind of also drop her character after, well, not drop her, but, like, after season four, the, like, newbies kind of, like, disperse a little bit, and you, they kind of are, like, put back into the background, so she's not, like, fully explored as a character as well. They like ditch a whole bunch of characters like halfway through a season and just abandon them. And there's this whole thing of like, they transferred everybody to another school. Everybody except this one character called Kitty and she stays for some reason. But they just abandon everybody like halfway through a season and bring in a whole bunch of new characters that um, nobody really connects with as much. Mm -hmm. Um, So so yeah. Absolute mess of a show, like continuity mm-hmm. yeah. as well. Yeah, totally. There was that <laughs> one, um, that video that you sent Simon of like the all trans choir that they had. Yeah, and yes. Unique singing. Um, what is that song from Hairspray? Uh, I know where I've been. I know where I've been. Yeah, 
to Coach Which Beast. Which is a beautiful song. Yeah. Beautiful song, beautiful performance. Obviously, she's a star, and it did make me cry a wee bit. That's all I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, Very it lovely. Powerful, and it was so nice mm. to see um, that much trans representation from all different types of people and colors and shapes. It's really, really beautiful to see um, such a wide range of trans people represented um, on screen. And I thought that was really lovely. And I agree with you. It was very emotive and felt like one of the better moments for Glee's um, trans storylines. So um, I also, can we just take a second Mm. to acknowledge that Alex Newell's voice is beautiful as well. Um, Oh, stunning. Yeah, I just think their vocal range, one of the best in the show. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm probably underused by the signs of it as well, which is a shame. (laughs) Um, oh, one other thing, sorry, just while well, on the um, trans um, storylines as well, this is more like just a piece of information that Callum was telling me, but apparently, um, so with the Coach Beast storyline um, of his transition, um, there was like, obviously, like I knew at the time some fans and stuff, and I can't speak for the trans community at all, um, like we're sort of like, dissatisfied with like how that sort of came about and stuff and apparently Mm. the actress who played him as well um she actively was like not very happy with like him being sort of like made into a trans character or sort of like revealed that he was a trans character Mm. um just because he thought that like coach b stood for like the idea of like i guess like a more like masculine um like female character who sort of like a lot of like stereotypes and people Mm. like I guess there's a lot of discourse around that which I don't feel qualified to talk on but I just thought that was like interesting that the actor wasn't super happy with how that role sort of finished up um, yeah because it did kind of feel like it from the start like that character wasn't written to be a trans person who like hadn't come out yet I think it was a bit of an afterthought where they were like, oh, we could make this person trans like to because that's a trendy, trendy topic, mm. quote unquote. Do you know what I mean? Like it did feel like that, um, which then yeah. like makes like some of um, the characters like earlier storylines and stuff like not make as much sense for if they're a trans man and like kind of makes it like mm. <clears throat> poor representation, if you get me. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so we kind of have covered I think we've, we've got a frozen Eve again oh, maybe oh, we've got an Eve back <laughs> we've kind of covered um, all the like queer stories that we wanted to aside from Rachel's two gay Very dads good. if we want to Jeff say anything Goldblum about Goldblum for a bit then not <laughs> Jeff Goldblum again because they could yeah. only afford him for like two episodes yeah. but is what yeah. it is yeah <laughs> Oh, he was great. He was great, um, and also just kind of iconic as well. I guess that that was a thing. God bless. But they're quite minor characters, so there's not really a lot to say, I guess. Um, so that means that it's time. Oh, for oh, Eve weird. Bell's. Oh. Oh, sorry. I just wanted to cover one really last minute thing, and then. <laughs> we could like go on to the wow. best part of the whole episode which okay. you made them wait for it. <laughs> okay. um, <laughs> sorry sorry i really like cut that at the wings um, <laughs> could we very quickly it's not even a, it's like a 30 second discussion um just address the fact that will schuster said we're all minorities oh my god yeah i feel like i meant to say that earlier and then and then didn't like just um that happened because we're yeah. in the glee we'll, club yeah <laughs> oof yeah <laughs> But that's so iconic at this stage. Do you know what? Yeah, if anything, that's that a great transfer to, to what we <laughs> Yeah, okay. Um, great segue. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so for Eve context, has a presentation for me us. and my housemates uh, over the <laughs> lockdown, you know, wanting things to do, we did a PowerPoint party, um, which was a lot of fun. Um, nice. Obviously, um, maybe some of these slides will be available on the Instagram later, but um, I'm going to read out some of it. So this PowerPoint presentation mm-hmm. um, is called William Schuster, an aberration against God. Uh, the, the top five times they should have <laughs> killed him and how I would have done it. Um, so I think this is like, I do think he is the worst 
character in Glee for a lot of reasons. Um, he's a bad yeah. person. Oh, God. He's very irresponsible. Um, and I think they could have killed off the character a bunch of times, and I think it would have been really fun and interesting. Um, so <laughs> hang on, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna summarize the my list. Um, so my number I have five. My number five is when he sings the thong song in season one, episode eight. Just because it's very upsetting yeah. and I don't like watching Emma <laughs> go through that. Um, and then let's see, number two. Number four <clears throat> is the proposal. So he proposes to Emma in uh, episode 10 of season three. Um, and it's this weird synchronized swimming proposal, which is just very interesting to behold um oh and i do think God, they could like yes. the character could have just like drowned in the water and it would have been really convenient um and that would have been fine um and then yeah. also like, there's a weird child labor element there because he's getting the kids to do the work and all and they're not paid um the number three True. is and True. this is interesting in terms of the we're all minorities thing there's a weird episode and i watched this one today it's mm-hmm. season three episode 12 where Ricky Martin is in this episode. Um, absolute ledge, Ricky Martin. Yeah. Is in this episode. Um, and this is an episode where William's <laughs> like yeah, ability to teach Spanish is called into question because he doesn't speak Spanish. And as someone with a Spanish degree who also doesn't speak Spanish, <laughs> I would like to be able to relate to him, but he's very racist. Um, and like really just leans very heavily on a lot of like really outdated (laughs) Spanish stereotypes. So at one point he's trying to get his Spanish class engaged and like interested in Hispanic culture. Um, and he like puts on a sombrero, um, and sings La Cucaracha. Um, Mm. yeah. So that's one of my moments also. Um, number two is he, wait, how would he die in that situation? Oh, he has a wee accordion, and I think you could like throw it, bludgeon type okay. situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how, how would he have died in the thong song? Um, <laughs> Apart from embarrassment. Let me see what I've written. Oh yeah. Oh, um, you could ex- asphyxiate him with the wedding veil that Emma is wearing. Awesome. There you go. Um, Thanks for clearing that up. You're welcome. Uh, number two uh, is when he spies on Finn in the shower. This is in like episode one of season one. Like it's like oh, straight off the oh, bat. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Finn is like yeah. singing in the shower, minding his own business. And Will Schuster just like appears and it's just like watching him in the shower, like mm-hmm. singing. And he's like, I'm so moved by this boy's ability to sing. Oh. And it's like, leave him alone. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think that also was a moment. Um, this, the presentation takes a little bit of, um, a jump here because I think there's a whole bit about like I think they should summon a demon um in the shower and that's like yeah I won't get into it it's a whole rigmarole um it sounds very good yeah I think they should summon the demon Asmodeus and uh yeah that'll, that'll get rid of that um I also have a list of like close but no cigar moments um which are mainly songs when he sings blurred lines yeah. Should have been end of story. Also, when he sings mm. Bust a Move, mainly at the start when he's like, Bust it. I think end of goodbye. Ugh. No no more. <laughs> he does him. Rocky Horror Picture Show at one point. Mm-hmm. Very upsetting and inappropriate. Um, and yeah. then he tries to seduce Sue at one point. Um, and he oh. does this little cheeky bum wiggle that can only be described uh. as an onslaught on the eyes. Um, so. <laughs> didn't enjoy that uh number one um is there is this is a bit niche it's in season two episode seven it's when he's sick with the flu yeah um and his wife appears to look after him his ex-wife terry Mm -hmm. um and she's feeding him soup you might know where i'm going with this um and at one point she feeds him the soup and he goes baby likes his soup and <laughs> yes, I, yes, yes, yes. I think just possibly the worst moment of any character in any show ever. Um, and I think you know he's a bit he, he's a bit sick there already. Like they just could have mm. written him off. He could have just died. Just <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's my top, yeah. that's my top five moments. Um, oh my god! 
worst that character of all time. Yeah. Thank you. I'll send yeah. you a bit a, a pictures of the presentation because it, yeah, it is quite yeah. beautiful. I'm so yeah. excited. Oh, I'm sure it is. I have no doubt. <laughs> oh god. Thank he you so sucks. much for sharing. You're that. so welcome. <laughs> oh god. Um Okay, so I think that that's Glee. That's what you missed on Glee. It was a Glee. long track, but we got there. That is what you missed on Glee, guys. Yeah. Um, boss. Class. So. Um, oh. It's not really a big O, but um, I just wanted to quickly say that um, Kevin McHale, who plays Artie, um, is now, like, identifies as a gay man. Um, yeah. And he, he has quite good music, so check that out. Uh-huh. I like some of his songs. Oh, nice. oh, yeah, didn't he go on some kind of... Oh, he was American on the Celebrity Idol X Factor. Or, or yeah, that's um, what it was, yeah. Which was a flop, but he had music out before that, and the music he yeah. had out before that was good. Mm. <laughs> Tom good. did say to me before recording this, he was like, I hope you're going to bring up the fact that they have an able-bodied, able-bodied person playing a man in a wheelchair and how they deal with that, which that is obviously is not necessarily relevant, but... Not very good. That, yeah. Yeah, I just, we just had to... We just had to Remind yeah, just acknowledge that, that. How terrible that is. But In anyway. conclusion, Glee is probably really bad. <laughs> you probably shouldn't watch but it. Like... But if you can look past all of the stuff we mentioned yeah. on this episode, it's good crap. I, I still love it. I just can't help myself. I'm sorry. It's a cultural <laughs> moment. It was it formative in our younger you years, but there. upon reflection of educated adults, it's maybe a little bit less revolutionary yeah. than we thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So oh, one, thing, one thing I wanted to ask very quickly, Eve, um, yeah. if um, any Glee character could do one of your songs, um, who would you like to perform one of oh, your songs? Oh. What one of your songs do you think would be featured on Glee? And then who do you think would do it? And could you give us the context of why they would sing it? Oh my God. That was a lot of questions. I'm so That's sorry. That's such a good question though. Oh my God. I feel like the way Glee shoehorn songs into things, I'm trying to think of what one it would be. It, it, you know what it would be? It would be like there would be like a, a drought that was ripping Lima, Ohio apart, and there would be people like dying in the street. And then Mercedes would do my song "Begging for Rain," but make it about actual rain. Yeah, and it would be like end this drought, please. And it would be like a big moment about people's like losing faith in Christ, and then there would be rain. <laughs> that would be oh my god, dark. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. That's Ryan Murphy, hit answer. me up. I'll write the next yeah. <laughs> next season of Glee. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's, that's a podcast that's in great. itself. No, we you I just write Glee. briefly down one had a podcast called Glee Cap with a couple of friends where we talked a bit about Glee and we had one episode where we um we picked like modern songs. And we're like, how would they put this specific song into Glee? Like, how would they put oh like, my God, I love yeah. Glee? And how would they put yes. my Charlie XCX in Glee? And yeah. Wait, is this is this um, podcast still ongoing, but you're not on it anymore? No, there is also, there oh. is another podcast that is now called Glee Cap. This was a podcast that we oh. made four episodes of. I think all of us forgot to record it. Um, it was, <laughs> it was yeah, on the know... Trinity radio station or whatever. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. It sounds good though. Yeah. Because yeah. there is a good capper who they had on Midnight Memories. Yeah. I yeah. think he's called Connor something. Yeah. Like ours does not exist anywhere. So I, w- I can't oh, okay. even be okay. like, they stole our name because it, um, <laughs> you, wouldn't, you wouldn't know about it. I just, it. I just <laughs> wanted to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's it, you guys, I think. Um, Eve. Belle, thank you so much for coming oh, thank on. You thank so, you guys so for coming on this Glee journey, this gleeful journey with me. <laughs> thank you for bringing us on it, being our yeah. leader um, into the woods. In the yeah, great discussion. <laughs> um, um, long discussion, long, but like in yeah. a good way, because there's so much to cover. Um, listeners, we've been recording for, oh my gosh, where's my like audacity Like over two hours. Oh my God. So yeah, uh, Eve, where can the people find you? You can find me on like Eve Bell on all the streaming platforms, whichever one you like. Um, And then on Twitter, if you want to hear my like insane ramblings um, and opinions Uh, and on Instagram and TikTok and everything, it's just at Eve Bell songs. So that's where I am. Thank you. Um, Also, yeah, sorry, I forgot to say we're not doing the wheel this week because 
next week uh, our very special guest also chose the topic that we'll be doing and it is h for hedwig and the angry inch i said that um, like that because i was trying to remember what it was called as i was saying it because i always get confused uh, <laughs> yeah and we won't reveal the guest just yet but you'll I'm find so out soon. I've, I've never seen hedwig i don't know yeah, much about hedwig um apart from like when draggers references it so i'm so pumped to like mm. actually understand it and sex um, education as well that whole mm-hmm reference anyway i've never seen sex um, education oh it's great i love it anyway um so yeah our socials uh are at gay to z pod g-a-y-t-o-z-p-o-d on instagram and twitter gay to z pod at gmail.com drop us a line we want mm-hmm. to have some emails in our inbox please thank you come come give us suggestions um just like yeah. eve has as well give us suggestions um, you could be please. on this episode you could be like yes. me or if you don't want to be on an app yeah live in the Eve, dream how would you rate your experience oh 10 out of 10 15 out of 10 plus, plus. yeah yeah um yeah if you do want to join us yeah hit us up let us know we'll sneak you in somewhere or if you want to talk Hi. about something specific then we can do that um simon what's your social media oh my socials um are um at give with the ginger g-i-b-b-o-t-h-e-g-i-n-g-e-r on everything um awesome. come follow me there <laughs> yes and i um uh keeves k-e-v no fuck i spelled that wrong k-e-e-v-e-z on instagram and keeves underscore on twitter and that's me um so yeah guys thank you so thank much you for, for listening joining. should we do like the thing coming eve Thank you well, for having me. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was going to say to end the episode, should we do that thing in Glee where they all go like, Bum! oh, that really didn't land. Do <laughs> 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 you know whenever like the, like the, the vocals, like something will happen and then like, they'll go like, Bum! yeah, no, no, I feel like that's hard to like, coordinate at this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for the suggestion. Let's just though. end it there. Then. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bye. See you guys at regionals. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>